Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Late Night Linux Extra. I'm Joe. And this episode, we've got another conversation between Gary, Chris and me. It's a little bit shorter than the last one, but I think short and sweet. Before we get into it, just a quick thank you to everyone who supports us with PayPal and Patreon. We really do appreciate that. You make this possible. If you want to join those people, you can go to latenightlinux.com slash support. And remember, for $5 or more per month, you can get an advert-free RSS feed. And if you want to get in contact, latenightlinux.com slash contact. And do get in touch and uh, let us know what you think of these conversations that I've been having with Gary and Chris. So, without further ado then, let's get straight on with it. I wanted to talk to you guys about cryptocurrencies and NFTs and blockchain. We've kind of talked a little bit about this off-air and how you two are a little bit disillusioned with all of this. I suppose let's start with our history of it. Like, When did you first become aware of it? I think for me it was probably seven or so years ago now when Bitcoin was first, I guess, a thing that you could mine on CPUs. And I get, did a little bit of mining back in the day. Ended up with a couple of Bitcoins that I subsequently ended up thinking was a bit of a scam and wiped my machine and lost them, which hugely regret now. <laughs> but that was, I guess, the the initial time when I'd heard of it, say, so, yeah, seven or so years ago. Yeah, I think that's around about the same amount of time for me. And I'll tell you, the, the two ways I found out about it um, was some of my friends buying uh interesting substances, shall we say, <laughs> and they wanted to pay in a way that was untraceable through uh, tour tales, that kind of thing. Not necessarily, quite a few of them weren't particularly technologically savvy, but they'd very much shone a spotlight on this particular area for um, using it to pay. And yeah, one of my closest friends also talked to me about it and um, had, <laughs> he's, he's like basically a bit of a meme because he has a wallet and he doesn't know the password for it <laughs> so he's like russ hanneman in silicon valley with the you know searching through the lamp site all those news stories that come up so i can't remember exactly how much is in there but a not insignificant amount still to this day he doesn't know what the password is <laughs> so that's yeah around about the same amount of time i think yeah i feel his pain yeah that i had a friend who uh deleted two full bitcoins i think he'd that he'd mind he just reformatted didn't back them up and uh it's just so easy to back it up though isn't it it's such a small file that wallet dot that is all you really need to back up and oh it just must be painful but let's not dwell too much on that eh? he could have probably sold it for a couple of hundred dollars or something and uh yeah that was the thing like back then it was you know i've lost a couple of hundred dollars it's not the end of the world but if it was now where it's many tens of thousands of dollars potentially i'd be a little bit more annoyed the conversations around that time certainly with, with the people i was talking about it with would never have imagined the extreme waves that it's gone on since then the conversation was that it was an alternative to fiat currency that was potentially less trackable more private and useful to pay for things that you didn't want to appear as transactions in a traceable way no, nobody was sat there going i'm going to invest in this or this is going to be a long-term strategy to make me a lot of money that came in later conversations since then. Yeah, if you'd just not gone on a couple of holidays, say, and just put that money into Bitcoin back then, you'd have a lot of money now, mm. if you'd hung on to it. But that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like, Would you have hung on to it until it was worth 20000 nearly, dollars, 
and then it dropped again and then it went up to nearly 60 now as we record this i think it's back down to about 30 ish and you just have no idea where it's going to go and, and where you would buy it and sell it and hold it or whatever so i suppose the question is why have we become so jaded by cryptocurrencies and blockchain why is blockchain now just a byword for bullshit ubiquity is a big thing for me i mean if i think about telegram for example which i think all three of us are on and a lot of people listening probably are there's various i mean there's lots of interest topics but particularly linux uh, groups and tech groups in general the amount of people that join those groups to immediately crypto spam is tiring yeah. and you know every group i'm in of of with a reasonable amount of people in it they've had to put in bots captures all sorts of things because it's so frequent and like the vast majority of the time when someone a bit sus joins you can almost count down on your fingers before they say oh guys i'm so rich from and you're oh please go away <laughs> yeah. i think as well it's like it's not just the yeah, telegram groups and stuff it's every single business or startup seems to be trying to solve something with a blockchain even if it's something that you just think there is no reason you need a blockchain for this there is some sort of business trying to do it and it's just tiring like i used to work in a startup before i work at my current place and the amount of times where you'd hear you know c-level people say oh can we do this with blockchain it's almost like you know people saying can we use kubernetes for this it was back in the day where it seems like a lot of higher ups in businesses have no idea what this is or what it does but they just want it because it's the latest buzzword well yeah but the thing is kubernetes can be extremely useful and uh, it's a very powerful valuable technology if used correctly and similarly blockchain a distributed database that is cryptographically signed is a potentially very useful thing in very boring applications i've said this before on other shows you think about the logistics industry for example it could be very useful there not where you've artificially made the um mining and proof of work and all that rubbish like if you just distribute your database among a few data centers then it's automatically backed up it's automatically signed and checked and everything it just seems like it could solve a lot of problems but because you've got the cryptocurrencies attached to it and now nfts which we haven't even touched on yet they have just given blockchain a bad name i think yeah there's definitely a bad smell around it really and i think you know my wife for example uh, is not really in tech she's um, a journalist and a translator and she's working with it's a really like impressive initiative uh, i'm not going to say it then just in case i offend anyone but one of the first things that came up when i asked her about it i said oh so what's all this about and she said oh it's it's a kind of it's fighting for an independent media which is really important in the uk at the moment because i think there's an ever dwindling amount of you know there's lots of independent voices in the media but this is trying to make sure that misinformation which is a real problem is tackled but yeah the blockchain was like top of the list and i said okay but what are they actually saying about it like i it feels like everyone's throwing the word around and that's just because it's zeitgeist not because it's what you necessarily need at the moment and certainly shouldn't be like right let's have a meeting about this new alternative media and the first item on the list is the blockchain and you know i don't want to prejudge but i feel like a lot of people in that meeting 
don't understand what that is and maybe they should think about some more fundamental things rather than a buzzword that they throw about for a few minutes well yeah exactly it's similarly with kubernetes as well oh, can we use kubernetes to solve this I would imagine comes up in a lot of, or came up at least, when that was really hot and new, without people really understanding what it was and what it did. It still does, I think. (laughs) Certainly with the customers that I work with on a daily basis, Kubernetes gets brought up a lot when it's maybe not needed. Do you use it though? Yeah, I've got, uh, you know, there are people I work with who use Kubernetes on a really large scale really successfully. It does exactly what they need to do it orchestrates containers it scales quite nicely obviously there's a learning curve that comes with it but i mean it's like any technology isn't it i mean we in a previous episode talked about you know how 10 years ago when we started using linux i would hasten to say that none of us knew really anything back then so i think you know like everything there are applications where kubernetes or blockchain or you know whatever other technology you might name makes sense but if you're just applying it to random nonsense or places where it's not needed then you're doing it wrong it's also when when the the watershed moments that hit you like i think a couple of weeks ago which was it there was an there was an antivirus program for windows that now has a cryptocurrency element and people thought it was like their Twitter account had been hacked or it was a joke, yeah. but it was 100% genuine. And clearly from the, the social media team's replies, they were like, no, 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 this is an, an integration with our existing product. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> and antivirus of all things, like notoriously just uh, stealing your CPU cycles at various random points to then put some kind of crypto nonsense in on top of all of that. I was just like, right, this is this is becoming absolutely silly now. And also, I feel that cryptocurrency specifically, not necessarily blockchain, but cryptocurrency sort of taint things. Like, for example, there's that video platform, Odyssey, which is sort of pitting itself against YouTube as like the, the free speech and can't be censored version of it but it's based on blockchain and a cryptocurrency. And instead of people making actual money for posting their videos, they make cryptocurrency, which, okay, they can convert into fiat currency, but that cryptocurrency tie-in for me just makes me want to avoid it. Even though it might be great, I don't know, but just the fact that I know cryptocurrency is involved makes me just stay clear of it. Yeah, and there's that story of... There was like a crypto exchange where they experienced some downtime and then everyone worked out the reason why they were experiencing some downtime is because the two guys that had founded it had run off with everyone's money. (laughs) They just turned around one day and gone, right, we can do this. We have the power to do this. So we're going to do it now. So and they've just disappeared off the face of the earth. And obviously, like, all this has to be tempered with the fact that no one is pretending that the current system of fiat currencies and mainstream finance is squeaky clean and absolutely perfect, but it just feels a bit sharky now. And it's a shame because I think the underlying principles of it have a great deal of potential and could improve things. But as always, the scales have been tipped. And now look at Dogecoin, like one man tweeting like six words can totally change the fate of that, which I, again, can apply to mainstream finance, but it does seem a bit absurd. 
Okay, this episode is sponsored by CBT Nuggets, training for IT professionals or anyone looking to build IT skills. Go to cbtnuggets.com slash late night Linux and sign up for a seven day free trial. The on-demand virtual labs mean you can build practical experience with the commands, config, scripts, and everything you need to get the most out of each course. Another standout feature is the accountability coaching service, available to all learners with a subscription, which gives you access to a real person who will help you craft a personalized learning plan and set goals, and will check in with you to keep you accountable. So start your free seven-day trial today at cbtnuggets.com slash late-night-linux. It includes unlimited access to all course materials, including virtual labs. That's cbtnuggets.com slash late-night-linux. What about NFTs then? Is that just a complete pyramid scheme joke? I flip-flop on this a little bit at the moment because I think in terms of artistically, in a way, I can see somewhere in the mess of it, maybe, again, like we were talking about with the currencies, I I think of the idea that there's a hell of a lot of um, digital media and digital artifacts that the genie's out of the bottle in terms of theft. I know a font designer, for example, who just, his fonts get stolen all the time. And big companies use his fonts without realizing (laughs) that they're stealing because the way that they've got them is not from him necessarily. I think about that sometimes, but then I also look and think, like with the Berners-Lee thing or Charlie bit my finger, it seems a bit silly and then when you press people on it, like with Berners-Lee, he was like, oh, they're not bidding for for the actual foundations of the World Wide Web. It's a version of it that I could have done <laughs> that I've created to sell it as an NFT. And the knots that he was tying himself in when, when he was interviewed about it, I was like, this doesn't make sense either. And I just don't get it. That's That's basically where I arrive with all of these things. Like, I understand the underlying principles, but I always end up to a point where I'm like, I just don't get it. And then what's worse is when you say that, people assume that you don't understand it, (laughs) which is not the same thing. And then they start to fire off a lecture at you. No, 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 because this is what it could be. This is what, and I stop them and say, yeah, but that's not what it is. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this thing that it is, that is not that thing you're trying to sell it to me as. And that's why I just become exasperated with it. Yeah, I'm kind of similar to you. I think it's, I get, what it is and i get that it exists but i just cannot fathom why it's yet another one of those things where i just sit and almost facepalm every <laughs> time i see something being sold as an nft because it's just why i i don't understand i get that you know there are pieces of work that you know you want to attach a financial value to but i just don't think nfts are the way to do it The funniest was a headline I read this week about a company launching an NFT site where you can buy moments in time. And I saw Bobby tweet that and say, you mean photos? You're talking about photos. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love technology and everything surrounding it, sometimes I feel like there's too much. And this is one of those things where I think this is too much. Like we still exist there's still a physical realm. There's still, this is trying to cram two things together in a way that is 
not compatible and I don't like it. I don't like what it what it's trying to do to how we exist. And I think we need to hold on to the physical realm, the humanity of it. But yeah, as I say, I do flip-flop because then I start thinking, well, at the same time, when something has been purely created as some kind of digital artifact that's then being stolen, like it does have some potential maybe in the right way to protect against that. But again, not a lot of the ways that it's being implemented scream that at me. And instead, I'm firmly facepalming with you, Gary. I just look at the announcements that happen all the time and think, oh, come on, please, come on.